Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, the podcast for your ears. Today's show is brought to you by Hot Takes and Hot Cakes, the new show coming to a sports network near you. Hot Takes and Hot Cakes. They'll stuff their faces and then scream at each other about lists of which era of sports athlete was the best. Hot Takes and Hot Cakes, because we don't have any real problems in this country to argue about. I'm Jason. Hey, I'm KJ, and in this episode, we recap the 2014 Major League All-Star Game. And we talk more baseball and things that sometimes happen at baseball games. Also, chalupas, double-deckers, nachos, and more Taco Bell fodder. Up next, we'll play Do We Have a Guest, where we find out if we have a guest. And we'll wrap it all up with feedback. And yes, more ridiculous Amazon reviews. All that, plus several conversational tangents. In a week, week. things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So what is up this week? Oh, good is up this week. It's All-Star good. Week. What Ma- do you mean? Major League Baseball All-Star Week. Oh, okay. Yeah. You mean to tell um, me you haven't been watching the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game? Oh, no. I didn't even watch that when I liked watching baseball years ago. Why does that not surprise me? I think the All-Star Game is the most exciting of all the Major League All-Star Games. Second being the NBA. Yeah, it's just, it's not why I watch sports. I watch for the competition. Yeah. When I was a kid, when I was like, you know, eight, nine years old, and I was playing Little League Baseball, and I was into all the players, you know, and I'd pretend I was Mike Schmidt or, you know, Dale Murphy or, you know, dudes, any other dude from the Braves, which basically means Dale Murphy. Because <laughs> I liked <laughs> the Braves when I was a kid um, and the Phillies. But the the... So back then, I can get into like, wow, you got this all-star team. It's like a fantasy league, you know, mm-hmm. actually happening for a game. Now I'm like, I watch for the competition. I don't give a crap about all-star games. Yeah, well, most people don't. But the Major League Baseball, I think, for me, it's kind of fun to see the guys let loose and just have a, have a little fun. I kind of like that. Um, All but- right, I got one guess. What? Bryce Harper lost his helmet or his hat running at one point and his hair was flying and somebody commented on it. Oh, I'm sure you saw the, I'm sure there are tens, tons of memes out there of his hair flip. Yes. That no, was. I didn't see any memes. I'm just guessing based on knowing he's a showboat and that's what happened. Yeah, he caught a, he. You said they let loose, so. He definitely let loose. He, yeah, he did make a diving catch and his hat flew off and he, he. Ended up on, you know, he dove onto his stomach and then he came up on his knees and he violently threw his head back. I mean, I would have injured my neck if I would have done this. He threw it way back and his hair flipped and yeah, it was pretty dramatic. But that's not what I'm talking about. I don't care about the showboatism. I just think it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing, of course. It's take it drags on <laughs> too long. But I watched it. It's not some that it. fun then. No, it's not Harper that fun. always seems like he's doing like Pete Rose cosplay to me. Well, he is a showboat, but he's also a good talker. The media loves him because he actually will talk to them. 
Mm, okay. So when did you bow out? Uh, well, I bowed out probably in the eighth inning. So I stuck with it for a while. But it's not like I was just sitting there. I was doing other things and I had it on. That kind of thing. <laughs> oh, so it was background Background, noise. yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's about right. I, I, I can appreciate that. So, but much more fun than watching an all-star game is being a part of an all-star game. And so oh, yeah. I'm going to open my pre-podcast vault and tell you about the time that I went to the all-star game. Okay. So this was 2014. It came to Target Field. And um, so as season ticket holders, we're given a chance to, to buy all-star tickets. So, of course, we, we said, yeah, we'll do that. And the way that they make you mm-hmm. buy it is kind of ridiculous, but it works for them because they make more money. So you have to buy a strip, meaning you have to buy one ticket of for each event, which is like the future game, the home run derby, and the all-star game. Even if you don't okay. want to attend all those, you have to buy it. That, I'm relieved because when you said you have to buy a strip, I thought you might <laughs> be going another direction with that. No. So anyway, we had to buy two strips. And we ended up selling. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Is anybody under arrest? <laughs> you know, you I just pretend like, I was wearing you know, a, a yeah. cop uniform. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we sold all the other stuff, but we went to the all-star game itself. So anyway. Cool. As the, as the game started to get closer, an opportunity presented itself to us. And when I, mm-hmm. when I say an opportunity presented itself, I mean the Hall of Famer was given an opportunity. Because, you know, all the awesome opportunities come through the Hall of Famer. (laughs) So the opportunity was to participate in the flag ceremony during the national anthem. Mm -hmm. So when they bring that huge flag out there, you know what I'm talking about? Before a game? Um, Most people will. No. Huge flag on the... Don't you ever watch sporting events before the game? There's a I watched flag the actual the sporting event, not before. You've seen the national anthems before. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they stand out there. They get people to go out there and, and put the, hold the flag. And, and during the, um, the banner, the, wa- the wave part in the song, what's the lyric? Mm-hmm. Banners yet wave. Banners. Let me Something think like of that. It. You, you have to wave the flag. You'll see the flag waving. That's because the people standing there holding that are instructed to wave it. Okay. So anyway, we've, we were given this opportunity, and the only stipulation was what we had to actually have our own ticket to the All-Star game. Well, we did. So Wait a minute. How, what? Yeah, they said, if you How? have tickets to the All-Star game, do you want to participate in this? <laughs> it seems like they would go and talk to the people who they know have tickets and say, hey, I know you're going to be here. You have a ticket to this. Would you be interested? And not just like, were they just like randomly calling people and saying, hey, if you're interested in this, then go buy a ticket. They they were reaching out to educators oh, in okay. Minnesota who okay. may have had the ticket. That makes uh, sense. Yeah. So we said, I, normally this wouldn't be something I'd be excited, that too excited about being out there, but for the All-Star game, I was like, yeah, how often does the All-Star game come around? Yeah, that'd be cool on the field during the All-Star game. Yeah, they had us show up. The game was at 7. I think we had to show up around 1 or 2 to practice. And this practice was a big deal. Oh my gosh. Yes, the practice was a huge deal. And speaking of huge, the flag was so much bigger than you think it is. 
They actually like covers the whole field, right? Pretty much, basically. And they actually hire someone whose sole job, whose sole job it is, to travel all around the country, and and only putting on this flag performance. So it's not done by the twins organization; it's done by some contractor. And believe me, that guy was very. Everything was carefully choreographed. Huge production. This flag ceremony. Hmm. What were you gonna say? Do they only do this at All Star Games? What? No, they don't. They do it all, almost every like all the football games. I think have it. Sometimes the the flags are smaller. Um, if it's not a a huge game of import, but mm-hmm. the All Star Game covered the whole field at Target Field. The flag, the whole green mm-hmm. part, the whole outfield, pretty much. The basically the least important game of the season. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> the one that doesn't matter. It really doesn't mean anything. In 2014, it did mean something, but now they've finally taken that away that the winner of the All-Star game gets oh, the I didn't even advantage. Know that. Yeah, they took it away. When did that happen? Like last year? This year is the first year, I believe. Oh, okay. That's news, news to me, which should not surprise anybody when it comes to baseball. <laughs> so anyway, I will shorten this story. Long story short, we got to do that. That We had a huge practice session where... What was the name of the late, the, what's her name that, um, Travolta got her name wrong. She sang in the, um, Frozen she movie. Was in, she was in Glee. Yeah, um, Adina. Adele Dazeem. Yeah. Adina Menzel or something Adina like that. Adina Menzel. She I did, get confused now because of what Travolta said. I, I know. She sang the it's National like I, Anthem. Or what I remember. That year. Oh, wow. She's really good. She was. And so she was there practicing while we were, because we had to sit through the whole ceremony. So they were bringing in people of the stand-ins, people from the Twins organization to be, you know, Derek Jeter and Robinson Cano. And so they'd come out of the bullpen and they, everything was timed. Um, So that was, so the reason I bring this all up is because Tony this week on his show said that he was very excited that he got, because he was in, inducted into the Washington Sports Hall of Fame. And he yes. got to go out on the field, on Nats Field. And he said that was so great to be out on Nats Field and standing on a major league field and have all these people cheer for me. I know the slight difference is that people weren't cheering for me at the All-Star game. But to be there and... <laughs> I mean, the Certainly place not is, during the national. No, anthem. no, no. The place was packed, and just to hear the, the crowd was deafening, and it was yeah. Derek Jeter's last um, All Star game, and people were just really into it. And it was really, really cool. Um, yeah, it's very cool. And behind the scenes, we got to while we were waiting for everything to to start, we had to stand there with that flag that pretty much wraps around the entire. Um, well, you know, when you go up a ramp at the a stadium, you walk this way and then you walk that way and then you walk this way and it, it coils for way up and down, maybe three or yeah. four uh, levels. That's how long the flag was. So we're standing all along that in the back of the facility, of course, and all the all star, we all of a sudden see all the all stars players, families coming up the tunnel and we got to see some of the twins that were playing in the all star game and we start cheering for them and it was pretty neat you should have seen the rings on these all-star players wives fingers oh my goodness but anyway oh, yeah well, I, digress. I mean was that surprising <laughs> up close it was yeah, i almost got hit by one because the lady was waving that's that's an extravagant waste of money in my opinion oh definitely definitely um but 
I would have been actually been more excited to meet Adina Menzel than any of those baseball players. Well, Adina Menzel wasn't. She, I don't know that she met. I don't know that she was open to Available. Meet, meeting too many <laughs> yes, people. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did get to meet the announcer, the Twins radio announcer, Corey Provis. Oh, cool. And he he's fabulous. I had met him before, but I saw him again. And um, he's also a former Brewers and former Cubs announcer. Did you see like Kirk Jenner or anybody there on the field? I did see. Oh, thank you for reminding me. I did see Kirk Jen. Yeah. Do you remember the cool story? Did I tell you this? I believe you did. I didn't know it was if it was at this game. Yes, or not, it was. I, I, I did saw- see Kirk Jen, and and I pretty much ran right into him. And he really is short. And (laughs) all I could think of to say, this was before avocados and before La all I could think of to say was, Tim! (laughs) And he he goes, hey! Like he's known me forever. And and I said... That's exactly his personality. Yeah, I said, love you, Tim. And he's like, I gotta go, I gotta go. And so these bodyguards basically were taking him away to the MLB studio. So anyway, that wasn't... If if the All-Star game ever comes near you, even if you don't care about it, it's pretty cool. Oh, I'm sure it will very soon because the new Braves stadium. Yes, it will. Which and seems it, pretty nice. I've seen a couple of people around here that I follow on Twitter that have been, um, that tweeted pictures, and it looks it looks pretty interesting from the inside. It's like almost, it's further away, though. It's like, um, it's not like downtown Atlanta anymore. Oh. It's like out in the suburbs almost. So what? So, what's I don't know. north suburbs, south suburbs? I think it's northwest. Northwest. Well, yeah. you know, the Hall of Famer and I will undoubtedly make a trip to Atlanta because we have to hit all the ballparks. So yeah, I have to go because I have. It'll be the third Atlanta baseball yeah. baseball yeah. stadium I've been to in my life, which is ridiculous. So, but speaking of baseball, quick yes. little quick aside here. I went to the Twins game this past week. There was no fanfare. It was a regular game. I didn't get to go on the field. I didn't get to shake the flag. None of that. But Did they have a giant flag? Um, let me think. Oh, we didn't get there till the national anthem was over. So, we're what, running you don't, a little you don't late. you don't ever see before the game? Touche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but no, we I don't think they had a huge flag there. But it was it was. I must have been busy at the actual All Star game that week. Must have been, yeah. Um, yeah. So the last game that I went to was an Orioles game, and this one also happened to be against the Orioles in Minnesota Ooh. this time instead of Baltimore. And so that, you did like a home at home kind of thing. I did, and that's always yeah. a little extra, little bit of fun because you know there are friends of mine and ours that who are O's fans, Joe Arrow, Jen Babish, Sean Morrissey, Jenny mm-hmm. Sexton, to name a few. But the, yep. the Twins went down six to nothing pretty quickly. But then the bottom of the fourth inning, Twins put up six runs to tie, and they end up winning nine to six. So the game itself wow. was one of the most exciting games I've been to in a, in a while. But that's not all that happened, Jason. That's just, okay. the, that's just the icing on the cake. You're familiar with the right, kiss the cam? Uh, I know what that is, yes. The, yeah, the kiss cam that's on every game, everywhere. Um, well. Yeah, it's where they put two people like on the giant screen and like put like a border around them. It's like kiss like, each other like or something like that. Border, and yeah. sometimes, it's, 
sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's random strangers yeah. almost. Yeah. It seems like I've seen some yeah. like video clips on like Twitter people posted. And the elderly couple always gets a huge ovation when they kiss. Um, but mm-hmm. at about every, I'd say third or fourth game, it, it seems, it seems to anyway, that every third or fourth game that I go to at the end of the kiss cam, something happens. And it turns out that I am scary accurate at predicting when this will happen. And I actually correctly predicted this when we were at the game last Friday night. I think I know where this is going. All right. Tell me. What do you think? No, I'll let you finish. I'll let you tell the story. All right. So there's, this is every third or fourth game, I swear, it's like clockwork, marriage proposal. (laughs) Yep. That's exactly. Yep. And, you know, they write the script out on the screen, um, you know, so-and-so, will you marry me? I love you, you know, because they don't give the guy, it's usually a guy, I've seen a woman do it once, but it's usually a guy, they don't give him a microphone, they just show him on his knees, and the script that, you know what I'm talking about, they put the font on the screen to sort of... Yeah, it's text on the screen. Text yeah. on the screen. But in this particular instance, the girl's name was Jewel. And it said, the screen said, Jewel, I love you. Will you marry me? But here's the, the kicker. They were Will you playing. Be my jewel? No, that would be a Be really, the jewel in my crown. That would also be a kicker. They, <laughs> no, the kicker was they were playing. Will you adorn my life with your glittering beauty? <laughs> they were playing Sorry. a song by Jewel. No. During the proposal. No. Was it Who Will Save Your Soul? <laughs> I think that's I I knew no, you were going to ask be. me the I knew you were going to ask me the name and It has I, to be you were meant for me. It has Yes, to be. that's the one it was. Yep. Yes. And, that's the uh, only one that even comes close. You know, these marriage proposals at ball games are not my thing at all. Oh no. I would no. not want that. But it must no. be somebody's thing cuz it happens a lot. And these people seem to both be into it. They were both crying. So it must have been their thing. I don't know. I got to no, give the guy credit, I don't think it's though. anybody's thing. I think it's, you give him credit. Be- uh, well, I don't. I give him credit because he didn't drop the ring. <laughs> uh, and, and she said see, yes. See, I think it's the, I, well. You got to be Of course she's going to say yes. Who says no? no? Have you ever seen anybody say no at these things? No. Well, actually, yes, I have. You have? Oh. I've seen a video clip of the girl saying no. Well, you've, you've um, shot down my theory then. Oh, I totally believe it is a, well, it's a percentage play. Yeah. It's, if you're not 100% sure that they're going to say yes, you do it in front of a large, like, make a big show out of it, and it's almost like peer pressure because you know everybody in that stadium wants the person to say yes. Correct. And that person who is being asked, the proposee, knows that everybody, they're feeling that. Yeah, so it, it becomes a... The, I don't want to say coward because it's it's not a coward because you got to be at least a little bit of brave to yeah. ask in the first place to pop the question, which I hate that phrase. Um, <laughs> stupid, but uh, I'm real romantic as you can tell. Actually, I am ro- I am a romantic. I I I get I want to get rid of all this cliched bullcrap and just you know tell somebody how you feel about them and yes, just ask them in your own words. But the I think it really puts the person who's being asked in a tough spot. 
I, my question is, I wonder, I'd like to know the data on the percentage of people who say yes in that situation, and then they don't actually go through with it later. And that, it could be like a day later, it could be an hour later, it could be a year later, depending on the length of the engagement, when they just say, nah, I'm out of this. And they're in their mind the whole time, they're saying, I'm going to say yes now for this moment, right? and then I'm going to turn them down and get out of this later on. Well, you and I think alike, because I want to, ah. see, I want to see the data, which is very similar to what you just said, but I want to see the data. So I guess I'm thinking that they actually will go through with it, but I want to know how long these marriages last, the ones that <laughs> come from the, these type of proposals. Yeah, I'm going to put it above the I got married on a reality TV show yeah. level <laughs> yeah. uh, quite a, by quite a bit, but maybe underneath the, you know, we went on a picnic and the, one person proposed to another or... Uh, underneath the we went to dinner and they proposed and that kind of stuff so this is this public display is i mean and hey this is once again the i'm more introverted right for sure so this would be ridiculous to me and i spoke to jason's wife who also said get that crap out of here so absolutely so so it's good that her and i together we're on the same page on this yeah oh yeah and there like I said, it's not my thing, but good for those two. Uh, they seemed happy. Yeah. They were they were sure. good for them. But good if, luck. <laughs> if that, what if? Okay, this was not my thing. I would probably be if they asked me when the twins were down. If someone asked me when the twins were down six to nothing, I'd be like, "Are you serious right now? You're asking me to marry you when the twins are down?" Six we're trying to watch a game here. Yeah, <laughs> there's a game going on. Sit up. That's exactly yes. Ask me later. Get up. Get up and get in the seat. Come on, we got to cheer. <laughs> So, yeah, that happened on Friday, and it happens, I swear, every third or fourth game, like I said. I just I don't, See, it's I don't all, get it's it. derivative now. It's derivative, yeah. and I, I feel like the first few times it's happened before, like, basically the internet, because, mm-hmm. you know, this has probably been happening for many, many years Probably, now. yes. But, but now it's like people get the idea, oh, I'm going to do this in some big way, and good for them. But it's not creative like anymore, is no, it? No, it is not, and that's okay. I think that's part of what bothers me. It's, 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 yeah. all, it's all derivative now. It's all... Yeah. You see, like you said, I can't. I can't believe you just said this happens like every three or four games you go to. That that is like worse than I thought. And I see it on like the internet all the time, and I'm like, come on, get out of here with this. It does. Think of some cool way. But there is one thing I go to a lot of weekend games, so oh. it may be a weekend thing versus during the week. That makes sense. Yeah, but it does happen sense. very often when I'm there. And like I said, for some reason, I had leaned over to the Hall of Famer and said. Uh, I think we're going to have a marriage proposal this time. And <laughs> there it was. Boom. Yep. I believe I it. had that. Yeah. You know how I got married? I got propo- I, how I got engaged? Was the word for it engaged? Yeah. Yeah. No, I have. You, did you pop the question, Jason? Um, sort of. <laughs> okay. I, I don't we know. Were, I'd love we were to know. outside my apartment at like 1130 one night, driving to, going, getting ready to get in the car to go to Taco Bell. For you know, eat at midnight uh-huh, when I was in college, yeah. and I was like, "So we should get married, right?" She's like, "Is this the moment? Is this really what what's happening here?" And I was like, "Yeah, why not?" And she's like, "Should I be crying now?" And I was like, "Yeah, probably." She's like, "Okay, so let's did, do it." Did she cry? No, oh. not then. Oh, we hugged, and then we got in the car and drove and ate at Taco Bell. See, that is so much better than baseball proposals. That is, to me, that is way more romantic. Yeah. I'm saying that type of proposal. We ought, we ought to do <laughs> yeah. this, don't you think? We're good for each other. We yes, love each other. Absolutely. Let's just do this. Yes. That's my type of proposal, not, you know, jewel. 
Not putting the ring in the bottom of a champagne flute? <laughs> no. <laughs> and like I said, that this is what makes the world go around. Some people like that. Yes. I don't. Yes. If you should be true to who you are and who the person you're right. intending to spend the rest of your life with, how they are, and you should read them. It's just like the five love languages thing we talked right. about. I think it was last week. Yep. Um, learn. You should know enough about them to know if they are really going to be into the public show of being proposed to at a baseball game or a sporting event, or if they prefer the, you know, hey, we're standing in the parking lot at 1139 on the way to Taco Bell. Hey, you know, we should probably get married. That's You, you just got to know the person you're with and be true to yourself and them. And if those two things do not line up at all, maybe you should be right. with somebody else. Yep. <laughs> it, the problem comes in where those two, I think what, what you said nails it, those two things don't match up that well. Because that may be a no. foreshadowing. Yeah, and hey, you can you it can be great to be on the opposite oh, sides of, of certain course, things, and this is this is mainly a minor thing. But if Definitely. it's at the core of your personality, you're yes. so different that you can't get along. Then eh, there's a, there's lots of other people out there. Yeah. Now the the um, the people that are don't mistake people that love baseball for wanting to get proposed to at a baseball game. Just because you love baseball doesn't mean you want to get engaged in on the big screen. Yeah. What about like like underneath the like when you're out there holding the giant flag during the All Star game and the person like comes out from underneath the flag on their knee with the ring or whatever? No, that would be to me. That would be. I would right be, at the end of the national anthem. And uh, the home of the. Will you marry me? <laughs> no, I would probably kick that person and try to put them <laughs> back underneath the flag. Stay yeah, down well, there. Well, one way to do it would be to wrap the flag around their face and choke them out, you know, <laughs> yeah. like referencing last week. Exactly. You know, assess the threat. You know, you, you probably would have already known that there was a person ling- lingering, lurking under the flag. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm looking under there every few seconds to make sure, okay, is nobody sneaking up on me underneath this thing? Yeah. Going to kick me in the shin or something? When or a- propose to me? Yeah. <laughs> or pop the question. So then did you, when you went to Taco Bell, what mm-hmm. was the um, post-proposal meal? Tacos. Okay. Well, that's a good choice when you go to Taco Bell. <laughs> I don't remember. You don't remember? Just saying, you just remember no. the rom- the romantic moment. I remember the important moments yes, in life. That's Not good. what I ate at Taco Bell. Okay. By the way, I heard Taco Bell. Uh, I saw a commercial for Taco Bell this week, and the guy was saying, Taco Bell. And I say Taco Bell. It's like five guys oh. and five guys. Five guys, is it, is five it, guys. At least it's not Taco Bell. Right. I just thought that was interesting because I'm thinking, do the people that own Taco Bell, the not, I mean, I know that's a franchise, but the CEO, is that the way they wanted to say it? Taco Bell? I can't do you know even who do owns it. Taco Bell? Taco Bell? No, who owns it? It's called, and I'm not joking, Yum Brands, Y U M. Yum Brands. <laughs> okay. They own Taco Bell and KFC and Pizza Hut and, and probably some other stuff. And again, Pepsi. Why do you know this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know that dude got married at Taco Bell recently, right? 
Um, I did not married see... Married in a Taco Bell. Not... No, I didn't know. What are you talking... Wait, what, what now? Taco Bell has opened a, a wedding chapel in Las Vegas. And you can <laughs> order the wedding off the menu at Taco Bell. And you get married in the Taco Bell. And they did a contest... And the guy and his fiance got married there. This was like a few weeks ago. It was on like the Today Show when they covered it and everything. I didn't see The reason it. I know about it is because I know the guy from the internet. He's like retweeted a couple of my songs and I've written some songs for the website he works for and stuff like that. So he's uh. like, I've interacted with him on like message boards and stuff before. And he's got married. He was the first person to be married at a Taco Bell. And honestly, it's like knowing yourself and knowing the person you're going to be married to. It like fits them perfectly. It's okay, like he well, talks good. about Taco Bell and he loves. They both love Taco Bell. I think their first date was at Taco Bell. That kind of stuff. So it it's exactly a great fit for them, and it cracked me up. But I mean, um, I don't know if I'd want to get married at Taco Bell, but maybe there are people out there that do. And yeah. you can go to talk. You can go to Vegas and go to the Taco Bell there. I'm not sure where it is in Vegas, but it's somewhere near the Strip, and you just go in and it's brand new, and you just order it off the menu, and they hook you up with the license, and a few hours later you're married. So you can basically walk in and welcome to Taco Bell. How may I help you? Yeah, I'll take a chalupa and like a one. wedding. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'll take one double decker and a lifelong commitment, please. <laughs> the you know what I used to order at Taco Bell the most out of everything there, which is when I look back, it's ridiculous because it wasn't even good. They used um... to. S- let me guess. What are those little crispy cinnamon twist things? Oh, that's a good guess because we talked about this once before. Um, no, uh-huh. not those. I don't know what they're called. Flout All right, toast? I got another guess. Okay. Uh, I think they're actually called like cinnamon twists okay. back you know, years ago. Twist. This was back in my you know, engagement Taco Bell days in yeah. the 90s when, uh, when I would go there and they'd have those things. Um, I'm going to guess tacos. No. You won't okay. guess because I don't even think they carry it anymore. I haven't been to Taco Bell in years. But it was right, what is it? it was nachos. 99 cent nachos. Taco Bell doesn't have nachos anymore? I what don't know. What kind of establishment is this? Come on, yum brand. But they but they put it in a little paper bag and then they gave you that crappy cheese on the side. And I would just drive through the drive-through and order 99 cents tacos and a Coke. And I didn't order didn't tacos. Get a Coke. You didn't get a Coke at Taco Bell. Oh, what, a Pepsi? They're Pepsi. All right, well, I got a Pepsi then. Ugh. Uh-huh. I'm disappointed that you did not remember the difference. That is a... Well. <sighs> so if somebody says to you, it's, well, we have Pepsi, is that okay? Do you just say no? I don't, I don't want anything. We've oh, already, yeah. we've already talked water. about this, I think. Yes, yeah, we've talked about this. Yes. Well, I don't, I, yes. I, I, I'm okay with having a Pepsi as a second choice. Well, I mean... Cokes and Pepsi, that's not your thing. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I understand. Glow see it. <laughs> see, I, I'm fine with corny jokes. Other people I've learned don't appreciate them as much as they should be appreciated. Well, a good corny joke is like a nice tortilla, like corn-based taco shell that can really right. wrap up all the meat inside and the cheese, in, especially when it's really cheesy. Yeah, exactly. That's why the your nacho joke was a great corny joke. Okay. Tacos. Do you go on do you on your anniversary every year do you go to Taco Bell? 
No. Okay. But actually, that's a pretty good idea. I think it we is. We actually have been on a... We have been before. There was one time, I think it was last year, year before last, because um, last year was our 20th anniversary. <laughs> You're we not going to Taco gone. Bell on your 20th? And I know at one point we had planned to go out, and I'm not sure if this was an anniversary or just a date we went on around at that time last year, where we were going to go out and we hired a sitter and we were going out to this place to eat. And we got there and we were like, ah, we don't feel like eating this. And I was like, there's Taco Bell right there. And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. And then we went in and got tacos and went to the grocery store next door. Like the Kroger had like a little like seating area inside. Mm-hmm. So we picked up tacos at Taco Bell and went over to Kroger and got like a piece of cake or something and sat there at the Kroger like little food court, which is, you know, Real sad, but it's who we are and it's what we did right. and we loved it. And we just sat there and talked for an hour. So it's, See? we are much more on the side of just go somewhere where we can have a conversation and let's talk. And we spend, you know, we can spend hours just talking about stuff and it can be about whatever. And a lot of times it's, you know, we're going to, you know, talk about this or this thing and something else will come up. It's kind of like, you know, this podcast where you never know where the conversation is going sometimes. Like we're mm-hmm. talking about Taco Bell now. Right. <laughs> so it, it just kind of. We have a, Jason's wife and I have a good talking relationship, which is great. And if you cannot talk with a person, you know, about whatever that you're, you know, related to by marriage, then you should work on that. Absolutely. Yep. That's good. (laughs) That's terrible marriage advice. If you can't talk to the person, you should work on that. that. (laughs) You should stop sucking at that. You should get, you should just get get better. Sorry, I just didn't know where I was going with that. I'm just trying to say that we have a good relationship, and the reason why we're still married 21 years later, 21 years, it seems like craziness, but it's, it's because we started at the beginning talking to each other and trying to understand you know, where the other person's coming from and just be on the same side, and you can get through anything. This is awesome. I like this pep talk. Yeah, it's marriage is good. It's fun. It's great. Yes. And, you know, speaking of marriage, that all-star yes. game that I got to be a part of, uh-huh. that was probably one of the coolest things I've done in a long time. But I got married two weeks later, so I'm very careful to say that it wasn't even, <laughs> it, it wasn't even the most fun thing I did that month. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> good call. Yeah. Yeah, good call. Hey, I went to Taco Bell that night. It was awesome. It was good, you know, that night 21 years ago. Um, yeah. It wasn't the best thing that I did that night. It's a close second, <laughs> but it wasn't the best one. Okay. Um, at some point, I still haven't learned the of the story of when you met Jason's wife, the first time you met Jason's wife. You have heard one crucial detail to that, uh, yes. I, I'm told. Yeah, okay. one she crucial. said she mentioned one thing to you. Yeah. Um, I will relate that another time. Okay. All right. Until then. Uh, that and the Gatorade story. I won't tell them back to back because they're not related whatsoever. But, <laughs> okay. You know, kind of. That's the coming this, coming this season. Coming later this season. On, you know, when they do that thing where they show, like, after the first episode of some series, they'll show, like, this season on. And it'll show, like, clips from, like, highlights right. from the entire season. Mostly they do it with reality shows, I guess. Well, um, they, yeah, so they hate, do I hate it with to reality recommend shows. Because they've already filmed it all. Yes. And they've already filmed every... The, by the time you see the first episode, they've filmed the majority of everything for the rest of the season. Certainly the like eight and ten episode seasons. But um, yeah, so 
This season on Speaking of Tangents, hear about the Gatorade Basement story and how Jason and Jason's wife met for the very first time. Maybe. That kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Well, that's it for our Week in Review this week. And now we're going to move right on to feedback. Because you don't want this podcast to be three and a half hours, and neither do we. If you'd like to send us some feedback, you can reach us on Twitter, at SpeakTangents, via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com, or visit our website, speakingoftangents.com. We'd love to hear from you. So do we have any more feedback this week? Oh, yes. We have lots of feedback. We're going to run through it quickly. Excellent. Uh, we're going to run through it fairly quickly here because we're already running long. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. And there's no way we'll get to it all. Uh, but we're seriously very appreciative of your feedback, so thank you so much and keep sending it in. Um, let's start off with Facebook. Jason Miller. This is just a shout out, Jason Miller, for he listed a ton of podcasts that he listens to. I don't know how he finds the time, but anyway, he listed Speaking of Tangents as in his top 10 podcasts that he'd listened to. So that's awesome. Thank you very much, Jason Miller. And now we'll get to Nosey in 140, Lewis Nosey, at the Lewis Nosey. Gifts versus caring, jerk dress codes, smelling poison. (laughs) The Airplane Blues. Yep. Go watch Glow. Nice. And then he included a picture of a flight attendant who was looking very happy to be there, um, smiling and putting your bags in the overhead compartment. Yes. That's, that's the kind of, you know, service that deserves a tip. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but not on an airplane. Not on an airplane. Um, so there was quite a bit of reaction on your... Feelings that someone might be poisoning your food at all times um, and assessing the room for threats, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's honestly not surprising. No, (laughs) not at all. So I'll just touch on a few here. I sounded insane. (laughs) We'll touch on a few. Jenny Robbins at Robbins underscore Jenny. My maniacal poisoned cupcake attempt failed. And who doesn't have a (laughs) present closet? And then she sent a gif of Snow White eating the poisoned apple. Yes. I'd I'd like to know if she has like the present closet, like is it year round that she has stuff in there wrapped right. or is it just at like the holidays? We need a clarification. And Jenny, I yes. don't have a present Because I've seen both. I d I don't I don't have one either. But <laughs> I have relatives that have present closets. Yes, I know. I heard about that. And that was the first time yes. I've ever heard of a present closet. Mm-hmm. I'm beginning think to think I'm just sheltered. Thing. <laughs> well, it could be a regional thing too. Yeah. Could because be. I'm the people that I know I live, you know, in the South, particularly or from, you know, the North Carolina, Virginia area. So it could be, and I believe that's where she is from too. Yes. And so John Miller at JKM563 said, threat assessment is an important part of life. Agree. I agree. Yeah. James Cunningham at James IV1978. I'm kind of interested on how Judo Fuse was going to kill me as I sat next to him at Chatter. (laughs) (laughs) It uh, it doesn't get specific unless it has to get specific. 
Okay. But when it gets specific, it gets specific. Okay. Matthew Vogel at Vogel Matt said, Princess Bride situation? But Iocane powder is odorless and tasteless. So have you thought uh, about that, Jason? Of course. Of course. I can only do so much. Yeah. Michelle Miller. At, like I said, if somebody wants to really get me, they're going to get me, and there's nothing I can really right, do about it. Right, right. Just, you know, it's I'm playing the percentages. Yes, you are. Um, Michelle Miller at ER Nurse MEM. So I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. <laughs> From the Princess Bride, yeah. Right, Princess yep. Bride reference. Yeah, that's good. Dr. Garrett Schumann at G-A-R-R-T. What changed Judofuse from a normal musician slash dad to a late stage insane monarch obsessed with his own assassination? <laughs> it's well, always been there under yeah, the surface. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bob Walsh at Adadaya on the flight attendant situation you had on your flight coming back from D.C. He's asking, would Judofuse have preferred the surly flight attendant greet him with welcome to delicious? <laughs> well... That seems like a whole other context yeah. on an airplane. Yeah, it does. I said that I would prefer that because I knew that Custard would follow. At least I think Custard um, should follow. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> um, on Jason not going to the post office. On you, Jason not going to the post office. Yes. Smitty Scoop at Smitty Scoop. So Jason hates going to the post office. May I suggest stamps.com? They might even become a sponsor of Speaking of Tangent. Yeah, that'd be cool. It would be cool. They sponsor like every other podcast, don't they? They really do. Stamps.com is well known for sponsoring podcasts. Yeah. We love them. We do. We love Stamps.com. I've never used them. Um, I don't think I have. No, I don't think okay. I have. Um, John Fitzpatrick at Fitzjohn P., after, you know, he was talking about gift giving. He said, the one where Judofuse says he's neutral about gift giving. Neutral. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> More Princess Bride. Yes. On the, remember the color-coordinated outfit that I had to do for the family photo? Oh, I will never forget now that I've actually seen the photo. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dave Bowman at Dave, B-O-E-L-M-A-N, Dave Bowman. This is the same, quote, yes, we are, we are all individuals, unquote, color-coordinated family photo in every retiree's home in Iowa. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. Yep. Yeah, we are that, all individuals. Um, that, photo, that photo was very much more color-coordinated than I pictured in my mind from what you were telling me. It was more than that. Okay, yeah, well. Oh, it, it was, yeah. It, I saw it and was like, it looked like you were wearing uniforms. Well, you know, we were obeying the rules. We were yeah, rule followers. I hey, yeah. Yes. I am not. I usually am not either, but I am in this case when it's the in-laws. Yeah, we're going to just do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I believe me. Yes, I understand. Totally. Um, this was from our White House tour um, in response okay. to our White House tour. Jeannie and Beemore at G JB Hoops 32. She says, I'm behind and I'm going out of order. Hard to tell, but I also got to visit the Roosevelt Room recently. Hashtag, where is the love for HOC? And she included a <laughs> screenshot of scenes from HOC, House of Cards, sitting around a big table in the, the replica of the Roosevelt Room. And she is yes. in the scenes. Yes. 
she was an extra in House of Cards this season, season five. Yes, which is very cool. Very cool. So she said that she worked season five about 11 times. Um, And in this scene, she, the Congress scene, they were sitting around this replica of the Roosevelt Room, and they told them they were supposed to kind of be arguing Democrat versus Republican across the aisle. And she said the only thing she could think of to say was la cheeserie. So she just kept repeating (laughs) la cheeserie, which uh, that is fantastic. So I'm glad. I bet everybody else there was going, what in the world is wrong with this person? Yeah, la cheeserie, la cheeserie, la cheeserie. That's hilarious. cheeserie. That's great. Um, so yeah, really, you know, La Cheeserie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that, Jeannie. And Cool Aunt Claire responded to that at Cool Aunt Claire. That officially makes you the coolest person I know. Yeah, that's totally cool. That's, that's awesome to be in, you know, a series like that. Mm-hmm. And the House of Cards, I did watch season five and I can't really give it much love other than that scene that Jeannie was in. I haven't seen it since, I think I stopped after season two. I haven't watched any. It's it's almost, it's almost, you know, it's so over the top and so unbelievable. But in today's times, it may actually be more believable. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. And so, I don't know. You just don't have, the char- the main characters, Frank and Claire Underwood, are so despicable that I don't care about them. I want them to fail and they mm. keep succeeding and it's just. I don't. It's a beautifully shot. It's a beautifully shot show. I like to watch oh, yeah. it for that. But I did I will watch it. I'll catch though. up and watch it. Okay. Yeah, well, then I will. I, I will catch up it. on it. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Gatorade story. You touched <laughs> on the Gatorade story last week and again this week. Yes. John Fitzpatrick brings up a really good point here. He says, "So after hearing the potential effects of the basement Gatorade story, maybe you two should just text each other on that one." That's probably a good idea. Because that is, we talked about potential vomit situation. Oh, yes. Not for people who are metaphobic. Okay. Read the manual at read the manual said, just no. Back away slowly. (laughs) Don't look anyone directly in the eye and run away from this story. Run. That is someone who has had firsthand knowledge of hearing the story. Yeah. Yes. Um, Sean Morrissey at Sean underscore Morrissey sent out a screenshot, tweeted us a screenshot of our, the, I guess the picture of our episode rolling in iTunes. Yep. And he just said, accompanying me during the weekly mow. So he's listening while mowing, which is awesome. Yes. Lawnmower podcast. Yes. That's awesome. And remember last week when you said, please don't send us a picture of your feet. You knew yes, that please. we. You knew somebody must be sending at us least a one. Yeah. Well, that one uh, was Robert Colpine at R. Colpine, and he said not to be outdone by Ed Butt, <laughs> and he sent a picture of his feet. He had shoes on, though, right? He did have shoes picture. on. Yeah. 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 Speaking of pictures, so we hadn't crossed that that you know, you know, can't unsee it line yet. Correct. Not yet. Um, speaking of pictures, though, Steve Lipton at M at Mister Lip Five. He was going. Through the picture of Tony, Dr. Tony, on the Nats field that I alluded to earlier about mm-hmm. being voted into the Hall of Fame, Washington Sports Hall of Fame. And yes, it looks like it's been photoshopped. Johnny Walker Blue for a Hall of Famer? Question mark. A big picture of the new TK show koozie and a huge, it was just ridiculous. Of. Yeah, <laughs> the huge bottle of liquor or 
with the koozie around in place, it, of, in place, in place of the, of the plaque. plaque that yeah. he's holding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, um, the thing that came out of that, the biggest revelation was that there's a new koozie. I think there Jen is a new koozie. Yeah, in the picture. So different yeah, I didn't shade know of that orange. That picture. Yeah, different shade of yes. orange. Yep. And Luke Overby sent us a, a tweet at Luke Overby. He said. This was in a big chain. I don't even remember what got lost. I think it was maybe about the Johnny Walker Blue. Anyway, he said, I went the other day. Oh, I went the other way. No wonder the TK show is on hiatus. Hashtag no soul. And he picked, <laughs> He sent a picture of a Coke bottle with Anthony on it. <laughs> nice. That he had drank. So yeah. you drink, yeah. And Steve Lipton also sent us a picture of a Coke bottle with Speaking of Tangents written on it. So nice. I have yet to see that in the store, but I'll keep looking. Yeah, we'll keep an eye out for that. And if you have not seen the, what are, what's it being called? The Jingle Fest picture that's been photoshopped maybe 20 times now? Yes. The one that started out, it's a picture I took sitting on the table at the 3 a.m., 4 a.m., you know, after show party. Yes. Sing along of Sean and Sean's in it and uh, Dan's in it and they're, Sean's playing my guitar, and so I'm sitting there and I'm taking a picture. That majority, I think I added like a couple of things. It's mainly been Steve adding to it. Yes. That is just like it's going to look like you know the cover of an album from like the '60s or '70s. Uh huh. Yeah, and Cool Aunt Claire made like a everybody. She made a collage of the whole evolution from picture one to the most current picture, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So you haven't looked at that. I'm sure you can find it by going to Steve Lipton's account. At Aunt Mr. Lip Five, or even Cool Aunt Claire, I think she's the one that posted the picture. So, the collage yeah. at Cool Aunt Claire. It's pretty funny. Okay, we've got a couple clarifications. Robert Colpine is clarifying James Cunningham comment from last week. Oh, cool. To clarify James's comments, Tony Beeson recorded six versions of "I Have a Piano" and chose what he thought was the best. I remember that story now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you for giving us that info, Robert. I remember that now. And James, he said, yeah, I should have been more clear. And then he said, and for the record, I'm anti-watermelon. Uh-oh. And I'm well, all for that. Well, the way I would have killed you is <laughs> <laughs> with a watermelon of some sort. Now, there was a huge Twitter storm that happened this week regarding food and most specifically, more specifically Oreos. Oh, yes. I believe this was all started by Jen Babish at J-Bab Sports Chick. She sent out a picture of Key Lime Pie Oreos and Dunkin' Donuts Mocha Oreos. No, no and no. Well, I think I'd try the mocha ones. I don't know. I've never I'm tried them, but I think I'd try them. So Robert Berg uh -huh. at R3T2 <laughs> responded and... I mean, like I said, it was a Twitter storm. Robert Berg responded, blank these alternate Oreo flavors. Again, that four-letter word that doesn't start with H or S. And it's not love. Uh, four-letter curse word, yes. It's not love. He's not saying love these alternate mm, Oreo flavors. Correct, <laughs> yeah. The opposite. Exactly. These Blank these alternate Oreo flavors. Oreo is one thing. That's the list. Chocolate plus icing. Hmm. And... Our our Twitter account tweeted that our that our take on these is no. But on the flavors, yes, on the flavors, we, we agree with Robert. Yes, except 
I I love double stuff. And I can handle a few mega stuffs. Nope. And I'm a fan of some combinations like I really like mint Oreos. And I think I might like mocha. Well, you can have them. So I, I don't know. I've kind of I've for, kind of forgotten that I do like some flavors, but really the Oreos needs Oreo Oreos, whatever the company's I guess it's Oreos. They need to come up with a way these flavors that are good, like mint Nabisco is the company. Nabisco. Nabisco mm. needs to come out with or mint Oreos that are double stuff. I would be surprised if they don't have that already. I don't they think don't they do. I think it's just regular. I don't think any of the flavors are double stuff. Well, they've crossed so many lines already that why not just do everything? Exactly. Now, Ed Butt said at EDB 1947, perfect ratio of cookie to cream. Don't, and there's that word again, don't blank with perfection. Hashtag original exactly Oreos right. only. I disagree with that. I think Claire also said she thinks that the ratio is perfect. I think there's not enough cream. I, double stuff is, the, to me, double stuff is the perfect ratio. That's that's the only you know concession I'll make on this. If that's it, yeah, do what you want, but I'm still sticking with the regular Oreo. Yeah, and Patrick M at SF Podge asked, "What's your take on the double stuff variety?" Well, I think I I've made it clear that the double stuff re- double stuff variety is superior. No. Okay. That's my take. Admus Goshu at Admus G said, "Some of the flavors are just wild." And that this whole Jamie Julian at Honeycrisp said, go home, Oreos, you're drunk. <laughs> Patty Tatum at Patty with an I-G-E-H-O. She said, I saw that the other day and walked away, so she's not into the flavors. Yep. Will at Aquarium, D-R-N-K-E-R, says, that's horrific, but still less egregious than stadium beer sold in a plastic bottle. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's, I, I agree with that. Mary Faye Randolph at Mary F-E-T-X says, What about the ones they sell in the winter that are dipped in white chocolate? I make an exception for those. I don't know what she's talking about there. Oh, you've never seen the, they're like, it's like an Oreo, but it's covered completely in chocolate on the outside. I've seen them like regular chocolate and white chocolate. And white chocolate. I don't think so. I don't think I'd like that. It's the cream those for are, me. Yeah, those are not bad. Those are actually okay. Okay, well. She makes but an exception, no. yeah. But but I I can see where other people they're they're you know, like I said, do what you want. But I can I can you know abide by you know people doing those. I, some of these other flavors, no, no. I don't even I don't even want to see it. Yeah. I don't want to hear that you like it. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, key lime pie. I am, no. I am absolutely against the rest of these. The the mocha ones even. The worst one by far to me is what Jen tweeted. The cookies and cream Oreos. Yes. Which is an Oreo, basically. It pretty it's much is. It's a cookie is. with cream in it. Yeah. It, that doesn't make sense. And I think I said sense. something like, that's the marketing people laughing at buying all these crazy flavors. Yes, I agree. But Mike from Burke, Virginia at Burke E-A-N Beer says he's not prepared to write these off. If it was just a normal hmm. cookie with those flavors and not an Oreo... You'd be more tempted. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep, I it's think that's that right the on the nose. The flavors are terrible. It's the quit trying to make the Oreo better, and you're making it worse. It's the same as the Peeps flavors. 
Mm-hmm. Just just leave it what it is and do another thing on its own with different flavors if you want. That's why there's all kinds of different flavors and different kind of cookies because yes. everybody has different, you know, subtle differences in their taste. And some people don't like Oreos at all. Some people like, like I think Rob at one point said, you know, he's not a big fan of the Oreos, but you still need to leave it alone. That's exactly right. my philosophy on all this stuff. Yep. Quit trying to cram things together in order to generate sales and buzz for your product. Mm-hmm. Just yep. just put the thing out there and let it be what it is. And if it's great and if it's been perfected over years and it's, it's you know, a lot of people like it, quit trying to win other people back to it by changing it. Make something new for the other people that don't like the Oreo. Leave the Oreos alone is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, but let those, them be. Those let mint, them live. Those mint Oreos, though. Oh, I love them. You're just not going to top a Girl Scout Thin Mint to me, though. So it's every time I eat, if I, I think, I feel like if I ate a mint cookie that's not a Girl Scout Thin Mint, I'd be like, yeah, this is just not well. as good. And that's disappointing. And what you don't want to have go through your mind when you're eating a cookie is, I'm disappointed. Exactly. I, I so like the Oreo. That's why I'm against that stuff. I, I love the Thin Mint cookie. That's the best Girl Scout cookie there is. But again, it's the cream. You open the cookie, you eat the cream. See, I don't even do that anymore. Perhaps I just if put the I whole just Oreo ate in my the, mouth at once. Yeah, perhaps if I just ate the cookie, it would disappoint. Maybe. See, mm-hmm. and that's why you should be able to do it your way with the Oreo, and I should be able to do it my right. way because it works both ways so well. And if people don't like Oreos, that's fine. Go eat fudge stripes or you know Samoas or whatever you like or coconut because I don't want any part of that. Right. But quit trying to change the Oreo to appeal to different groups of people. Just make a different cookie. Yeah. Just make something new and different. Be creative. And creativity is not saying, hey, people like, you know, Dunkin' Donuts mocha. Let's put it in with this Oreo. No. How about make a Dunkin' Donuts mocha cookie? You're trying to ride the coattails of Of Oreos, Oreos. which you're trying to do. Yep, that is true. They're trying to. Yep, I agree with that. But I'd still try that mocha one. Um, Frank Smith at TPT Frank, he likes the Oreo Thins, which I haven't tried. He said some of us, some of us that like some cookie in their cookie like the Oreo Thins. So he's on the, hmm. he said more cookies, less filling. You know what this, the thin is less filling? That's what he's saying. I thought, I thought the actual cookie itself was thinner and the cream was the same. So like, it would be like. The same ratio to the double of the mega stuff, just smaller overall. Uh, no, I think that it's actually proportional. They've shrunk both things. So I oh, think okay. the idea is this is a less calorie cookie, which don't get me started on those. <laughs> Anytime you try to put less calorie and cookie together, <laughs> yeah. you're going the wrong direction yeah. on that. Uh, and TK Littles at TK Littles said, I'd try the mocha. But not others. All so right. he, that person, whoever runs TK Little, said they'd try the mocha. And of course, As Brad an aside, Weiss. Do you know who runs that account? No. Do okay. you? It's a mystery. It is a mystery. Brad Weiss at one Brad Weiss. The real meaning of this is that you have to give credibility to my opinion on Oreos. And he included. And what does he mean by this? He, the or the whole the the real meaning of this is his book award, he, uh, yes. Association <laughs> for the Study of Food and Society, two thousand and seventeen book award. 
which is hilarious. Yes. He's it's cuz I mean he's he's a he's a professor and he's written a book that about food products mm-hmm. that you know was given an award. So yes, he is absolutely correct. He has the final say on this. Did he actually give his opinion though? I didn't see his opinion. You didn't see it either? Okay. Well, Brad, I guess we need your opinion. Well, no, he's um, already missed the window now, so That's true. Good luck next year. If you win the award next year, come back to us. Yeah, right. Go win another book award, Professor, and then talk to us about Oreos. (laughs) That sounded very dismissive. (laughs) Rick Butts replied to him at Richard B. 1805. What's your take on avocados asking for a friend? (laughs) Um, And then Adam Benson, I think, wrapped this all up appropriately at Benson underscore the comic. I forgot what this thread was about. Yeah, because it went all over the place. Now, Jerry Negrelli, at Jerry Negrelli, mm-hmm. he brought up something that we'll get to maybe some some other time. But he said, knockoffs are a bigger affront to me than alternate flavors. This is oh, yes. the garbage in my cupboard. And he yep. included a picture of Trader Joe's knockoff Oreos. Which were called what? I can't remember. JoJo's. Oh, that's right. And you tweeted they should be With called like Joey O's. Apostrophe S. Yeah. Yeah. Joey O's. Yeah, because it's Oreos, Joryos. Yeah. Joryos. Or yeah. somebody else tweeted something else that was also good that was better than JoJo's. And I don't remember who it was right off the top of my head. Do you have that anywhere? No. Because nope. somebody else tweeted in that chain and said, or it could be called this. And I can't remember. We'll get that. Oh, for next there time. were so but many it, on those. Tw- yeah. We'd be, we'd be here for three hours if we, kept, if yeah, we read but, all that. <laughs> but here's, here's the thing, though. I. I see where he's coming from, but I disagree that it's a worse affront okay. because the if you want to take and do your own like knockoff product, you're already considered lesser than to me because you're you know doing a knockoff version. It's an off brand. It's probably not going to be as good. I almost guarantee you, it's not going to be as good as the original because if if what you're trying to do is, you know, get people to say, hey, if you like this, buy ours because it's cheaper or it's, you know, right. gluten-free or, you know, won't hurt your cats or whatever. <laughs> um, it's carbon zero, what is it, like, no carbon emissions, what, is it? Um, what do they call that? Zero emissions or something like yes, that. Yes, yeah. something like that. No, that's a car. That's a car. <laughs> that's a car. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about if yeah. it's carbon, carbon carbon neutral or something like that. Well, that's what we're going yeah. with. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. So, obviously, we're not we just, carbon neutral, no, apparently. We, apparently. Well, I mean, not. I'm breathing, so I'm not carbon neutral. <laughs> I'm putting out carbon dioxide every second. So Hashtag get chemistry. Yeah, there's only so much we can do. The, um, the, the thing about this is they are at least, they're trying to rip off the brand, and they're trying to do their own thing, and they're, all these are terrible. They never taste right. They're never good. The names are stupid like JoJo's. Mm-hmm. And so I totally agree with him on that. And it's all ridiculous. But the worst, the, the bigger affront to me is the company Nabisco that owns Oreo that has what is considered in that narrow lane the perfect product by even people who don't really like it go, yeah, I have to respect it. It's like it's like the New England Patriots. It's like Bill Belichick. You even if you don't like them, if you can't stand them, if you root for a team that you know, if you root for like the Dolphins or the Jets or the Bills in their division getting crushed every year, mm-hmm. you still respect and acknowledge and go, "Yep, that's the best. That's the best for this yeah. narrow lane of life." We People should, respect anyway, Oreos yeah. that don't even like them. Yes, right. right. For and the most part, was Oreos a knockoff of Hydrox? Though that's another question. Yeah. 
And but, but I think I've, Oreos are better than Hydrox. I do too. I think Oreo, if they took from Hydrox, they they were, if they were a knockoff of Hydrox, they took it and they and perfected they made it better. the Hydrox. Yeah. And there are people who will disagree and much prefer Hydrox, and that's totally fine too. I can understand it's a different taste. It is a little slight difference. I prefer the Oreo, and I think in general the Oreo is considered, you know, this is the standard by which you judge all chocolate cookie, vanilla cream filling cookies by. Yeah, I for agree. the most part. Yep. I think the majority of people would agree with that. Mm-hmm. So that narrow lane, it's it's been perfected. For them to take their own product, that all they have to do is put it out there and make it, and people will buy it, and just say, hey, we're the king, come at me, and to pervert it themselves <laughs> by putting all this other crap in there is far worse to me than some knockoff. Because the knockoff is just trying to you know take a shot and, knock, and dethrone the right. king. Yeah. The king, the king is when the king put too much effort and trying into it makes him seem insecure and nervous, and it makes me have less confidence in them and less respect for them. So you're saying that the king? Are you saying that the king is too arrogant, or being quite the opposite, where the the king is getting insecure about and needs to come up with alternate flavors? I think it's a little of both. I think it could go both ways. I think the king could be insecure and go, "We got to do, we got to put something out there. We got to, we got to change it up. You know, we're not good enough anymore." And also, it's the we can do whatever we want because we're the king. Right. That's and what I think it is. But you're, either one of those is a bad look for yes. the king. And you're probably right. The Oreo is going in the wrong direction when they're going that way. It needs to be in the middle of we ain't even got to say anything. It's Oreo. Put it on the box and put it on the shelf, and people are buying it. Yeah, but that's what I mean. The, the king is so arrogant now that he's he's putting Oreo on there and he's saying mint Oreos or key lime pie Oreos and people will buy it. Cookies and cream Oreos. Cookies and cream Give me and a people break. will buy it. Bacon Oreos. I think that was a joke. I, I swear I think somebody in a marketing business meeting, like board meeting, came up with that as a joke and they were like, you know. Yeah, well, people will buy it. I think it would be funny. And here's the thing. I can appreciate that. If they did it as a joke mm-hmm. to be like, people are still going to buy this because they're stupid. Yep. If if that's what they're doing, that makes me laugh. Yeah. Because that is that is their like poking fun at the people who are into these different flavors. And And hey, you know, if you like the different flavors, you should buy the different flavors. What I'm saying is, I have my problem is with Nabisco itself and and any other company that takes their product, which is considered, you know, the best of the best in general, and it is least respected, if not liked by everybody, and taking that and screwing that up by adding and feeling like they have to add other things to it, and so they they should just say it's Oreos, eat it, and be done with it. That would be an awesome slogan. Yes, I'm surprised nobody's done that yet. So I think we've... It's like, where's the meats? Where's the meats? Or we have the meats or whatever it is. We have the meat. Yeah, we have. So, but I think that we have pounded this issue into the ground, this Oreo thing. I think to be... Oh, no, this is far from over because this is food combinations. It is far from over. But our official stance is Jason is an absolutist when it comes to this. I will mm-hmm. I will try some flavors, but not all of them, and give me the devil stuff. Long live the king, is all I'm saying. All right. Now. Do we have any other feedback? N- I, we that was not food-related. We have, yeah, we have a lot more that are food-related, but let's move on to, well, do we have any Amazon reviews? I guess I should ask that first. I can do a couple, yeah. All right. I just want to tell you about something that came up in my, you know, you get these, 
here's what you recently looked at, and here's what we recommend based on these things. Yes, all the time. Amazon does. Mm-hmm. Because now I look up insane stuff yeah. and click on crazy stuff like the Catsup book and Bad Boy Rockstar <laughs> and all that stuff, the, I get the craziest, like, I can't believe they're selling this on Amazon stuff showing up in the recommended for you. And Jason's wife and I share the account, the Amazon yeah. account, the login. So she came in the other day. She goes, what in the world? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she goes, what is this? <laughs> and it's Dermask Rubber Mask Firming Lover is the title of this thing. Okay, what? Dermask. <laughs> I'm writing this down because I got to see it in print. Okay, here's, here's the full title. I left off the beginning. It's Dr. Jart, J-A-R-T. Der mask, D-E-R-M-A-S-K, rubber mask, and in parentheses out next to it, firming lover. And it's $11 on Amazon currently. All right. All right. Firming lover. You need to see the picture because it looks insane. Like the mask itself looks crazy. And what I've discovered, it's like a beauty mask. You put it on your face and it's supposed to firm your skin up. Now, when you say what you discovered, what do you mean? You you ordered it from Amazon Prime now? No. I read some of the the reviews (laughs) to see, like, can I figure out what the crap this thing is? (laughs) Oh, no, I did not order this. (laughs) Okay. Um, But the picture, like the picture of the mask itself is crazy looking. But, like, the picture on the box looks like... Have you ever seen the movie Total Recall, the original? Yes. With Arnold Schwarzenegger, when he goes into the thing and Quato, the guy that's in the guy's belly, the mutant... You remember that at the end? Mm, no. When a guy pulls his shirt up and it's like the face comes out of his stomach and, like, the arms, he's like, Quay, <laughs> start the reactor, Quay. Well, I can picture you know, you know, that sort of, where the face okay. looks all distorted. Yeah, it looks like a like a mutant baby. Yeah, yeah. Coming okay. out of this. Yep. If you look at the box for this thing, that's what the picture on the box looks like. Reminded me of instantly. Okay, like, well, that's I'll Quato def- from Total Recall. I'm definitely looking this up. Yeah, and they show up like there's a four pack, um, rubber mask special rubber mask special set that you can see like the box, the mask itself. The picture of the mask is not in front of the box as much, and you can see. This crazy. Have you ever seen like? Um, and these are not my thing, so I'm. I may you know present this in a creepier light than probably it's meant to be. But <laughs> have you ever seen a 3D sonogram of somebody who's like in eighth or ninth month of pregnancy for their baby that they have? Yeah. Where they do the 3D and it looks sort of like molded out of like clay yes, or something. Yes. Those things kind of creep me out a little bit, to be honest with you. No offense to anybody, but hmm, it kind of makes me, me go. Out, it's kind of weird looking to me, and this is kind of what this is a. This pictures on this box are kind of like a combination, like between that and the Total Recall guy. Okay, all right. Well, I'm definitely looking so, this up. Yeah, you need to look it up. We'll we'll get a picture out there at some point. All right. But the thing that made me laugh. <laughs> here's I want to read a few of these reviews for this Doctor Jart firming lover mask. Okay. Um. Nothing too exciting or effective. <laughs> okay. Single use did nothing for me. And my favorite, messy and no results in the face. <laughs> okay. Which leads you to ask, Which... where are the results? <laughs> but when you combine firming lover uh-huh. with uh-huh. <laughs> messy and no results in the face. <laughs> 
I um draw your own conclusions. <laughs> yeah, we may have crossed over into the explicit <laughs> yeah. category on iTunes with this one. But anyway, Amazon reviews. Wait, <laughs> I, I thought that up. was Amazon reviews. <laughs> that was the Amazon discovery of the week. Oh, okay, the, all right. What shows up in my feed for recommended now that I search for dumb stuff on Amazon to to read reviews about? <laughs> yeah, okay. There's there's one that made me laugh. This product i decided to search for gifts because uh we talked about gifts and gift giving and stuff so i just typed gifts i was curious if i just typed gifts just the word gifts into amazon search and just pick the first thing that came up what would it be and it's duck money soap each bar contains a real u.s bill up to 50 dollars. is the title of this product that's the first thing that came up (laughs) that was well maybe the second one because you know like the first couple it could have been like the ad, but it was the first thing that I saw on the page when I hit search. Duck money, duck money soap. soap. Yes. And what it is, it's soap in the shape of a duck <laughs> with money inside it, like an actual dollar bill currency or you know some denomination in it. And it says you can get a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, or a fifty dollar bill. And this thing is thirteen dollars. Wait, so it's just like a surprise what you get inside? It's like Soap lottery. Yeah, it doesn't say what it's in there, and it's like wrapped up in a like envelope, like a plastic envelope, so you can't see what the money is until you use through all the soap, and then you open the envelope that's inside, and oh you pull God. it out, and you see what money you get. And it's eleven dollars, and they're trying to tell you you're going to get a fifty dollar gift. It's possible up to fifty dollars. <laughs> oh the people, the number, it's like seventy five reviews on this thing, and like half of them that I skimmed over were like. Man, this is a ripoff. I thought I would get the 50. And I'm like, are why? you kidding me? Why do you think? This is why the lottery is a bad idea in states, because yes. it's a dumb people tax. <laughs> why do you think you're going to get I mean, I've that played thing? the lottery before. I've gambled before. But oh, people yeah. who really think, hey, if I put, you know, if I buy $200 worth of lottery tickets, I'm sure to win. No. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. If you want to play, do not spend more money on the lottery than you can afford to just set on fire. <laughs> so good, anyway, I wanted advice. to, I wanted to read some of my favorite reviews. Just a few from this thing. Okay. Um, the first one, horrible one star. Horrible. I gave this soap to my brother for his birthday. When he opened it, he found the soap had been pried open and the money removed. I am so disappointed. I was so excited to give it to him. It was delivered like that, of course, and there in, in no way did I take the money and pry it open myself. <laughs> I feel so bad. I hope I can get a refund or a new one sent to me. I'm so upset about this, which <laughs> seems like a... Um, Reverse psychology you know, there, I think. It's the telltale heart, you know, Edgar Allan Poe. You can hear the heart beating under the floorboard. It's, <laughs> it's I am incriminating myself yeah. because I'm going to be so insistent that uh, that exactly. I didn't do it I that it's going to be obvious that I did it. <laughs> yeah. By the way, in case you were wondering, I did not do this. <laughs> I didn't I didn't pry it open and pull the money out. <laughs> Come oh, on. That is Come funny. On. Yeah. I think what's the Shakespeare line? I think he prote- I don't think he protests too much. Yes, I don't think he protests yeah. too much. Yeah. Exactly. So that one, that one was interesting. Um, and here is, this is my favorite one. This is also one star. I bought three all $1 bills is the title of this. Was really disappointed that all three ended up being just $1. 
especially since money has been tight and all I got for Christmas was gift cards. And I was trying to find a loophole to get real cash on Amazon, and this was the only loophole I found. All I wanted was $20, and considering I spent $45 on this product, that shouldn't have been too much to ask. So seriously, don't make the same mistake I did. I'm convinced anyone who said they got $50 in the reviews is just full of it and probably company employees in disguise to try to get you to their product. Just assume all the soap bars have $1 bills and spend your money elsewhere, which... (laughs) Why did you not realize that before you spent $45 on this and ended up with $3 and some crappy soap? I mean... This is what I'm saying about the lottery. This is yeah. That is come on, man. There are so many questions in that re- in that <laughs> review. Oh my goodness! Especially since money has been tight and all. I feel bad for this guy. Money's been tight, so I'm going to spend forty five dollars on soap and gamble that one of them's got a but, fifty dollar bill. But he's but he's he spent forty five dollars and he said all I wanted was twenty dollars. <laughs> exactly. Does he not realize so he's paying forty five dollars for twenty dollars. <laughs> I don't think he realizes much, to be honest. No, and it's it's just like, is he trying to launder the money? Because I understand what he's doing. He's been given Amazon gift cards, basically, and he wants the cash. Uh, so, did you? Amazon sells literally everything at this point. Any, pretty much anything except meth you can buy with Amazon yeah. gift cards that you could buy with cash. So, I mean, come on. Well, this soap is literally a way... Not to infer that it's a drug deal, but, you know. Th- this soap is literally a way that one could launder money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you caught that, huh? That was good. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, I did find one that I thought you might be interested in. Oh, okay. This is not this soap is another anymore? One s- no, this is the same thing. Oh. Same exact product. Another one-star review, but... I just wanted to read this because I thought this was interesting. It's not very funny, but I think it's interesting. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is based, talking about this prize package soap, money in the soap product. It says, this is based on a very old short con, like the three shell and pea swindle. My great-grandfather, Jefferson Randolph Soapy Smith, performed this trick for a living in, 1970, in 1878 to 1898. Which I'm like... Yeah, this guy's Soapy Smith, whatever, he's joking. Right. It is known in history as the prize package soap sale racket, and it can be found in books and on websites. They even use shills that work for the seller that are planted in the crowd pretending to win money and enjoy the soap. Look up Soapy Smith, The Life and Death of a Scoundrel, which is a, the book written about him is what he's saying. I was like, surely this is a joke. This mm-hmm. guy's joking. This is a real thing. Oh, that I looked is it up interesting. On history. I looked it up on history.com. It's a real, this guy, Jefferson Randolph. Now, whether this guy's related to him or not, I have no idea. But how would you know this if you weren't, you know, related to this guy? Um, why would you tell this story and then make up, just add the fact that you're related? Right. I, even if he's not related to him, I appreciate the fact that he, you know, exaggerated that to make it more interesting, <laughs> to be honest with you. Because the rest of the details are true according to Wikipedia. And I looked up history.com and it's Jefferson Randolph, a.k.a. Soapy Smith. And this is what he did. He would put money, wrap money around soap that he was selling that, you know, cost a nickel, uh, and then would wrap tissue paper around it to cover it up. And then he would plant like three or four people in the audience and he would have like a $100 bill and like a $50 bill in there. And this is like in the 1800s when that's, you know, yeah. many thousands. That's like winning the lottery now. $100 would, you know, last right. you a long time in, you know, 1898. 
So he's wrapping this around there, and then he's specifically marking them where only he can see them out of you know like the twenty five bars of soap that he's got stacked up there. And when people are buying it, he's giving he's giving the the ones with the bills around them to the people that he, are working for him in the audience. And then they're going, oh look, I got it. And it's 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 a con to get other people to come in and sure. thinking. And it basically said on the Wikipedia that he was arrested because. It, sometimes he would have people coming back and spending like their year's worth of you know wages, <sighs> thinking, "Oh, if I just buy them all, I'll get it." Yeah, and it's <laughs> this is a real thing. This Soapy Smith. So that doesn't sound like a short con. That sounds like a, a long con. Well, short con. Well, the and short, short short con is the actual trick. Yes, the yeah. short con is that y- it takes you know just a few minutes. You're right. in this one yeah. little town or area, and then you move on. And for you know, a long no, time, though. That's There's no news or getting by. So by the time you go to the next town, which is a few miles over, you know, or, you know, more than that, the cra- the crazy thing is where they caught him. He's from Georgia. He was originally in Georgia, born and raised in Georgia. And then they caught him in Alaska <laughs> is where they eventually. So he made the trip across the entire United States Before up to Alaska. Yeah. So it's pretty good. So do it can't be a coincidence that Amazon made these soaps with the money in it. They must know the story of Soapy Smith. Don't you think? You would think at some point, whoever, yeah, whoever, it's not Amazon that's, it's not the company oh, that's okay, doing this. Yeah. They're just selling it that's through Amazon. Right. Yeah. It's, um, it's some, it looks like a company in China based on what the, the details are. It doesn't really say, um, but I, my guess is, yes, this company knows, they probably read this and got this idea since it's a book and all this kind of stuff. Probably. SoapySmith.net apparently has all the information about that if you're interested in reading more. Oh, that is so interesting. We went into Amazon yeah, we went into Amazon reviews to laugh at people playing soap lotteries and yeah. ended up with <laughs> actual cool information. History. You never know what you'll find on Amazon. Right. And speaking of never knowing what you'll find on Amazon, we got some other news that we saw this week about Amazon reviews, didn't we? Yes, we did. That we have to talk about. Yes, we do have to talk about it. And it was a advertisement and i think it was for prime day which was this past week of a free mm-hmm. audio book or something or an audio i guess maybe it was a yeah an audio book of jane oh i didn't know that i think it's an audio book oh okay of jane lynch hosting um amazon reviews funny amazon reviews i think it's called Mm-hmm. And she's essentially reading her and along mm-hmm. with top comedians reading. <laughs> that's that's their their language. Top comedians in quotes. That's what they had in the press release. Yeah. Per- funny Amazon reviews performed by top comedians. Jane Lynch was the host. And these top comedians would sit there and read Amazon reviews that real Amazon reviews that people would write in just like we have been doing hmm. For uh, yeah, I wonder months. where they got that. I wonder where they, you know, nobody else could come up with that idea. I know. I wonder where they got that. I know. I wonder, Jane Lynch, won't you go back to hosting board game TV shows? <laughs> <laughs> I actually like Jane Lynch. Yeah, she's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, she's good in all the, like, um, the ones with What's-His-Face, uh, the guys that did Spinal Tap and, you know, Mighty Wind. She's, like, does movies with them now, and or she's in several. She's always good in those. I don't, I don't know. The, she was in Best in Show. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she was she, in Best in Show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I um, I saw that and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> my first reaction was like, wait a minute. But I mean, obviously, I'm sure there are other people out there doing this too. It just made me laugh that all of a sudden now that we've been doing this for, you know, nine months or whatever it is, and somebody's kind of like stealing my bit, man. Right. Come on. Hashtag QE or hashtag yeah. thief. It made me want to say, <laughs> or did they hire Carlos Mencia as one of their top <laughs> comedians for this? Read some of the top comedians. Though. That was the that was the best part the of it. The top comedians. Louis Black, Margaret Cho, and Joel McHale. Margaret Cho may have been, might have been a maybe sort of top comedian like 15, 20 years ago maybe. Yeah. And Louis Black was great on The Daily Show when he did the Back in Black, and his specials were okay, and he's really funny. He's a funny guy. I would not consider him a top comedian in 2017. No. N- no n- and, none and Joe of McHale them are. is a sitcom star. Right. Yeah. Joe McHale may have, he does stand up and does this stuff, and he's funny. All of these people are funny and are great. I'm not saying that, but it's just, you could have said comedians. The fact right. that some marketing person had to put in there top, top comedians. comedians. And if I, you say top comedians, I, you better come out with Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. Who am I leaving out? Uh, people like that. Amy that, Schumer. Aziz Ansari, Amy Schumer. Yeah. yeah. You better come out with, you know, murderer's row of killer comedians. You know, in the past three or four right. years, not, <laughs> not you know Margaret Cho and you know uh, Joe McHale, not great people. You know, I mean, uh, seem to be great actors and are funny. Not top comedians. No, and Come I'm on. sure that they're funny at reading these reviews. I'm sure that it's very funny. Yeah. But just say yeah. probably funnier than us. You know, top comedians sounds better than yes. a few comedians or the yes. some comedians. So yeah, it's yeah. definitely some marketer. So it just shows me how original their take on all this is. Yes. If I can just take one more jab at them. Yep. Yep. <laughs> really original. I won't be listening. Me either. I've heard it. Protest. I've heard this already. Oh, so you've already listened. No, I've heard this bit already. Oh, okay. You're talking about our podcast. Yes. I, I don't listen to that either. No. <laughs> You just talk. You, you just shut your ears off. You just talk. Is there somebody else on this with me? Who? What? <laughs> Hello? Is there? So that wraps it up. Is there anything else this week? Well, I, no, not really, but there is one more thing, I guess. Speaking of loopholes sure. with Amazon, um, you know, the uh-huh. guy was looking for a loophole to get more money. He, yes. he just needs to be a VIP like me. Oh, did you get another <laughs> offer? Um, this one I can't even talk about. I had to sign a non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> wait a minute, wait. Uh-huh. Amazon, you that is seriously VIP when they got you on the NDA stuff. Yeah, I can't I can't talk about it at all, but it's um it's significantly more payment than what I've gotten in the past, which means it's more involved. So this guy that's, that's looking for a loophole, he needs to uh, you know, just become a VIP instead of, you know, surfing for Soapy Smith related fifty dollar bills inside <laughs> well, a duck. You're <laughs> not even fifty, just dollars. Exactly. One dollar bills. Twenty. All he wanted was a twenty. I paid forty five dollars. All I wanted was twenty in return. <laughs> I'll do that deal today. Yep. Call me, dude. Yeah. I will set you up as many times as you want on that transaction yeah. today. Yeah. You send me forty five dollars, I'll send you twenty. <laughs> Done. That uh, yeah, okay. That is but, not but the loophole hey, just, you're looking for, buddy. No, I don't think you'll get on on your VIP loophole either because you're not you don't just become a VIP. You, you either are born a VIP 
or you're not born a VIP. I think that's a good place to end it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Directed by Jason Fuse. Speaking of direction, when you're giving me direction somewhere, please, for the love of all that is holy, please just say, take a right at Broadway and then a left on Main. Don't tell me to head east on Broadway, then south on Main, and that'll take you to the southwest corner of the thingamabob, then head northwest onto Lafayette. No, no, please, don't do that, please. This is basically the equivalent of putting me in a never-ending game of Duck, Duck, Goose. Or as native Minnesotans call it, Duck, Duck, Gray Duck. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you.